Well, it said you were a bowman. same things. I need your help. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. I'm Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 61, and we're reviewing The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 10, entitled New Best Friends. And we all need new best friends, don't we? I feel like I need some right now. Really? (laughs) (laughs) What are you trying to say? (laughs) Nothing. Me a new BFF? (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. Oy vey. I'm on the witness protection program. I'm not going to help you out. <laughs> All right, Scott, what are you drinking? I I had to bring out an oldie but a goodie. Okay. One of my favorites from uh, the Grand Teton Brewing Company out in um, Victor, Idaho. It's a Sweetgrass American Pale Ale. It's a wonderful beer. I had to bring it out because we decided we're going to go out there on our summer vacation this year. Oh, cool. Um, it's out near the uh, Grand Tetons National Park. And, you didn't, uh, in, you didn't invite us at all. Exactly. Like I said, witness protection program, get with the program. Well, it's odd that you say that you are, you're doing sweetgrass because we got some grass monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that funky monkey. Yeah, it's a, it's a seasonal one that they just came out with, which I think mm-hmm. is very good. I like it too. Mm-hmm. What is it? I mean, smooth. what kind of beer? It's, I, I believe it's an IPA, but it also has, um, well, it's got, so it's a little bit weedy. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. well, it has sweetgrass in it. Lemongrass. Lemongrass. Oh, so. I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw that in the store. So it's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's super citrusy, but not like puckery citrusy. No. Mm-hmm. I think the wheat makes it a little bit more bitter with the sweetness, too. Yeah. So it's good. It does sound tasty. And incidentally... We went to Gate City Brewery mm-hmm. on Saturday we, night. We happened upon Gate City Brewery because we were going out to eat, which this does not happen very often at all. But we, As a matter of fact, uh, I think my wife said, uh, what, did they get a babysitter? Yeah, right. We did. Yeah, we had a babysitter, took care of five kids, and we went out to go eat, and we had no idea where we were going. We didn't even plan that part out. They took that babysitter home in a body bag, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But we parked, and... Lo and behold, there was a open brewery right there where we parked. So, yeah. so we went to Gate City Roswell. Brewery here in Atlanta, and we sampled eight different beers, I think. Yeah. Um, it was kind of scary, actually, because we bought enough to sample six different beers. No. Each. Oh, yeah. Each. Twelve. Each. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, I don't think we can get home. Yeah. <laughs> One of the beers was nine point. 16- Two yeah, percent or yeah. There was one that was like some Russian lager or something or other that was like ten point two five. Oh my! Crazy. Yeah, it was. That's like wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they had uh, sixteen beers on tap. 
It was really wow. good. My favorite was so 1864. Yeah, the 1864 yeah. was 1864 really good. IPA was, really good. was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Stu, did you have a favorite one? That was probably my favorite, too. And there was one that we okay. really did not like, which was very similar to the Goosa, which was... Oh, man. What was it called? Tandy something. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, I don't know. Yeah, it was anyways, like Handy Tandy or something like it that. It was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But anyways. You always find one of those when you try them out. Yeah. There's always going to be some skunky one. But it was cool. They had live music and stuff, and we had a good time. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere. So if you're ever in the Atlanta area, in Roswell particularly, look up uh, Gate City Brewery mm-hmm. and check that out. Yeah. So is that where we're going next time we come down? Yes, sir. If you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Or Kim and I might go while you watch the kids. Better. There is that, too. Better. Again, I will be going home in a body bag then. <laughs> so what did you guys think of this episode of The Walking Dead? I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I thought it was going to be more of a filler episode where they were just dealing with the junkyard people, which I was very interested in, see what, what was going on with those people. But, the junkyard dogs? Yeah, the junkyard dogs. But, um, you know, it was it was cool that they had some stuff dealing with the saviors, and um, we got Gabriel back. And, yeah, it was a good episode, I think. I liked it better... After I was finished watching the entire thing, when I was watching it, I was kind of like, eh. but once I put all the pieces together and looked back on it, I was actually kind of pleased with it. I really like the junkyard dogs. I love the whole Gabriel storyline. And this is like a repeating everything Stuart said. But um, my favorite was Carol and Daryl. Oh, see, yeah, that wasn't going to say that part because I was kind of like, eh. oh, <laughs> that was so sweet. Did you not think that was sweet? It was super sweet. Um, it brought a tear to my eye. I thought I thought Melissa McBride's acting was fantastic. Yes, it yeah, was. She was good. Yes, it was very good in that. Um, I don't know how sweet it was or whatever. Whatever you know. I mean, yeah, it was touching. Yes. Okay. I said it. <laughs> Daryl was a lot better in this one. Yeah, and he didn't start out very strong though. No, he had a couple of lines. He did. He was. They they let him speak this time. He wasn't just like the monkey in the corner. Yeah, but he still sounded very forced at the beginning when he said those two little lines. But towards the end, he was much better. Which so. lines? Remind me. Which lines? I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was talking to Morgan. He was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." Something, right, right. something negative. Yeah. Yeah. When he confronted Morgan about them coming back with because they came back from meeting with the saviors. Right. And he's right. like, "So that where you guys been in the trucks?" Actually, I thought it was good. I thought that was a really good scene. I like the fact that he confronted Morgan on it. Yep. You know, he didn't let him off the hook. He didn't just kind of just fish. He actually got in Morgan's face about it. Mm-hmm. He needed to be confronted about it. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought the episode was great. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think I enjoyed it a lot because I liked the characters involved in the episode, mm-hmm. for the most part. I did think that Rick and Father Gabriel might kiss at one moment. <laughs> and I was happy. You know, that didn't need to happen. But no, I mean, I thought the the junkyard dog group was uh, was great. Um, I do want to find out though if Jadis is a Vulcan. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I'm not quite sure. Someone said something from Dumb and Dumber. The guy from Dumb and Dumber, the haircut too. <laughs> yeah, with the bangs. Yes. But it, and and of course, then they had the I think one of the best uh, uh, walkers of the of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah, any, that any was the incredible. Seasons. Mm. And the, it was the Thunderdome Walker. Yes, Thunderdome. And the, the way he was um, introduced, because you didn't think it was going to be like that at all. 
or and no. it gets trapped in there with them. So that yeah. was that and was you could cool. see them. I mean, I don't know if you what well, you you guys only got to watch it one time, and when I went back and watched it a second time, you can actually see him as behind Rick in the wall. You see the spikes yeah. sticking out of mm-hmm. the paperwork and yeah. so forth in the wall. Yeah, it was really cool. He's just now, kind what of I didn't quite out. get though is. Yeah, but I, what I didn't get is Rick falls down there, he's making all kinds of noise and stuff, and then it took him a good three minutes to actually come out there after him. But, hey, dramatic effect, whatever. He's you know, probably stuck worked. on trash bags I mean, with all those spikes. Uh, he would have still growled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have growled. But nonetheless, dramatic effect, it worked well, it yeah. was a great scene, and, uh, and that's some soft trash, thank God. Super soft, pillows everywhere. How mm-hmm. convenient. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Hmm. Yes, it was. And I think if I had been Rick and, and she shoved me like that, I might have grabbed her and taken her with me. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, come on, cl- come on, you Vulcan. You're coming down here with That's me. That's exactly what I say. He got shoved down there. I was like, who shoves Rick like that? <laughs> like, what the hell? She'll learn her lesson. <laughs> like, because he went, exactly. it was just like, boop, he's gone. <laughs> just like, wow, did he jump? <laughs> That's some trust from Rick there. Uh, anyway, up on the I, up I, up or whatever she called up, it. Up. Yeah, yeah. take it to up up. No, what was it? No, it was the bop up or something, right? I don't know. Um, I thought she said up up. I don't know. No, it was funny because I, I in in the uh, the Talking Dead show afterwards, they were talking about that that name or whatever, and they said that became the funny line that they used on the set all the time. The oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Go up. On, go find the bop up. Go get the bop up. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I thought that was good, but it was I, I really enjoyed the episode. I, I liked it better than last week's. Maybe even though, you know, people were still saying no to things. I liked this one, I think, because they got some positive building towards going after the saviors out of this episode. Yeah. Oh, they definitely got, got the that. I mean, dogs to agree to this thing. I, I would say my only argument to that is that it was almost too easy. In, yeah, and you know, and and uh, I guess understandably, because I mean, mm-hmm. really, do we need to spend like three other episodes where they're developing relationships with more people? But at the same time, you know, with how things, how plot has developed with the series up till now, it seemed almost too easy. And right. I guess the easy, the the too easy part was like the too easy trusting. Mm-hmm. You know, they just are like, oh, sure. well, I mean, it really was, it really was kind of like they dropped them into Thunderdome. Because yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. people were were just completely quirky, and if you notice, I mean, hardly anybody said anything. Yeah, the weirdest part was when they they do that kind of aerial, and they're looking down, uh-huh. and they come out of the uh, the doors underneath the trash and they, pile, and they, form and they the, start the like spinning circles. around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was like mass chaos. Yeah, but they're trying to find their spots. Controlled chaos because yeah. it was like they were all just kind of like, and then it seemed like our guys were in the perfect spot it was the like entire a, time. It was. It reminded me of a beehive. Well, I bees, thought it was where the bees sure. are all trying to find their spot, doing their little like dance. Collective. You know? mm-hmm. But it seemed to me there was a. Um, it also was a form of intimidation. Yeah. Because it showed them that everything could be completely confusing and out of whack, and then all of a sudden they can organize. Right, and then when they were singing the "Eat it up, eat it up, eat it up." Was that Children no. of the Corn? <laughs> no. Yeah, that was Children Planet of the, of the Apes. <laughs> Well, let's get into it before we talk about too many more details. <laughs> right. So we, we start out with uh, with uh, the kingdom people making another drop off to the saviors. And, of course, you know something's going to happen because Richard's just like got to burr up his butt. Yeah. 
Who's the guy that's in charge of that faction of saviors? Gavin. Gavin. He has got to be the most laid back of the saviors, thank God. Yes. Seriously. (laughs) Because he was was letting Richard get away with all kinds. Well, not. uh, Who else is Richard in? Who's the the guy that. No, wait. No. What was his name? Even the The kid kid pulled out his stick. The kid is Benjamin. Jared. Jared. Um, I just love when he said, Jared, get up. Yeah. (laughs) Jared's flattened out on his back. But it made it hard to believe that, um, what's his face, that Negan would trust somebody like that to head up one of his little groups, scavenging groups. I don't know. I mean, he's not one of the top guys, and he's sending them to a place that doesn't usually, it's not been threatening to their community. True. Right, they always come through. Maybe he's like the apprentice badass. Well, I think he's probably just organized, you know? Yeah, and one of the things I was wondering was, um, did Negan even go to see the kingdom? Doesn't sound like it. it I mean, I don't think... I think he probably would have forced their, himself in. They sent their guys in and made a deal with the kingdom. I don't think it, that uh, Ezekiel ever really met with Negan. Well, you know, Negan might be smart, too, in that he doesn't have an aggressive situation with the kingdom like he's got with some of the others, maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's sending in one of the more level-headed guys. Right. He's, to go in there and keep things cool instead of, you know, inciting things in there because it's not necessary. He didn't right. have to come in there and run the intimidation factor all over everything. Except for um, the lone wolf Jared guy who's just uh-huh. going in there trying to pick fights and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he tries to take Richard's gun. Well, he does take Richard's gun. Mm-hmm. And again, again, Ezekiel, puckers. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> be nice if he uh if he finally just gets on board and realizes this isn't going to work. I know, and that's where it was like uh, Morgan, what the hell? Oh, I mean Morgan, Morgan I'm, I'm, uh, that was where yeah, I mean you lose you lose more faith in Morgan because it's like here he's saying, "All right, it's falling apart again." And like you were saying in the last episode, Scott, it was like, "Come on, how much does he have to see before he just finally says, "All right, maybe not everything's all shiny and rosy." They well, they took, took his, his stick, stick away. Well, he, I loved how he said that, though. Can I have my stick back? And it was like right. a little boy. <laughs> Can I please have my toy back? Yeah, and I'm just, you know, I'm watching. That's, I mean, you took a man's stick. That's just wrong. <laughs> don't touch a man's stick. I mean, you don't touch a man's stick. Especially, and, I mean, that's his special staff. But, I mean, you know, Morgan, <laughs> I, I'm getting to the point where, Morgan, come on, you've been pushed enough, man. Right. Especially when he's, when, you know, you know, of course we'll talk about it later, but when he gets later in the episode when he's talking to, to Daryl and so forth, I'm just like, dude, please move on. Yeah. You it's going to take something major for Morgan to break. I can't imagine what, he's seen major. He's seen, he knows what had happened to Glenn and Abraham. Um, but he knows, yeah, so he, he knows, knows the second going on. He but, knows it secondhand, it so... But exactly, still... but, he, no, but he didn't see it happening. If he had seen it happen, there might be a totally different situation. Right. All, I mean, for all he knows, he took a gun to their heads and shot them cleanly. Well, for all he knows, they prompted it. Yeah, they prompted anything the, could or have Or it was a, an all-out fight or something, and they got killed or something like right. that. So, um, I mean, I could, I could see that as an argument, but, yeah, I mean, he kept getting... Uh, more and more evidence to the the contrary during this episode that okay you know what the hell are you doing and then and, right. and that's why I, I agreed with scott on that that when daryl confronted him on it was like hell yeah but i still think 
I mean, I still think Morgan is starting to come around because you can see like his jaw tightens when he's really thinking about it and his face kind of drops a little bit. His mannerisms say that he's he's not as passive as he once was. No, I mean, he's definitely struggling with it. He's struggling with holding that inner peace, if you want to put it that way. But, you know, after a while, when you when you realize that... You know, you could be the linchpin on this thing, and your friends, the people that have counted on you and so forth in the past, are begging you to do something about this, and you still hold to that? Mm -hmm. You know, and you've already had to kill somebody. You had to kill somebody who was trying to kill Carol. You know, and that was a savior. He's been there. He's seen what they'll do. Well, here's the other side of that, though. In the last episode, Morgan wasn't trying to leave the kingdom and go with them. Again. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, is he, so is he, like, divorced from them now? Well, no, I don't think so. But I, I, I think... I think he's more trying to stay out of the temptation of, of what, what could be going back to Alexandria. I yeah. think this kind of all goes back to the wolves, too, though. Because Morgan kind of proved to everybody, you don't have to fight them. You can just talk to them. Because that remember the one wolf that he kept, mm-hmm. you know, in the jail that he had created? He was able to talk him down and turn him around and... Make him, you know, fight on their side. But did he? Because I mean, was he, was Morgan still around when when that guy turned and went to defend? Um, yeah, who did he, he was. defend? Um, Denise. Care. Was it? There was it. Denise. Doctor Denise. Yes. Yeah, Doctor Denise. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Morgan was still there when that happened. Yeah. Because I know mm-hmm. they had tried to escape, but I don't think Morgan was with them at the time. I think it, during that, I think that same episode it was when he confronted Carol when she took off running, didn't it? Yeah, that's when she knocked. Somebody got knocked out. See, I don't think he. I don't think that guy had turned around. I don't think that guy turned around until after, you know, we saw them try to escape, and then he went to help Denise. Before then, though, I don't think he had really turned around or anything. I do. If you remember, I. I don't think Morgan saw that. I don't because he became a zombie that episode. Yeah, I don't think Morgan saw it either. I, I agree with you, Scott, but he. Did turn around that episode, mm-hmm. so he never right, got right, evidence right. that his that. what he what he's trying to push on people ever helped. I guess is what you're saying, right? Exactly. So give it up already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move on, little doggy. Let's get that good acting going into getting everybody fired up. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I guess my point was, if he cares so much about these people, why isn't he going to help them instead of staying back in the kingdom where no one needs his help? Hmm. Right. Yeah, that's good true. Mm-hmm. Well, he who also, cares if he's not hurting or, people he also or not? Or why isn't he going to the saviors and trying to broker something? There you go. Right. If he thinks they're they, they're so um, up why for you making a deal. Why working behind everybody all the time? Well, he's not dumb. But he also knows that more, uh, uh, Carol is still there. And I think he right. appreciates the fact that she was once like him. And that uh-huh. she was a vicious killer and now she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He, or, or he feels, him. yeah, and and he also feels the same about Ezekiel. Ezekiel's as passive as they come. He feels a kindred spirit with them. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're correct. Yeah, he may be staying close to home because he he feels like he can influence Ezekiel into staying out of this thing. No, I agree with you. I wonder also if Morgan, you know, this is just popping into my head, but I wonder if if Morgan is also scared he'll lose control again. 
Yeah. Because, you know, when he was, before he met the cheesemaker and got back on his peace-loving uh, trip, he was more of an animal than anything. Right. Remember, he, he, he pretty much de-evolved after his son's death, and maybe that's his biggest fear. Maybe his biggest fear is that if he does go into this, he'll turn into that again. Right. That could be true. And that that makes me feel like I can understand where he's coming from then in some ways, too. It's more of a self-preservation type thing, right, too. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a drug addict or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and he might be feeling the same that, like you said, that Carol's going through the same thing. And mm-hmm. that, you know, she's kind of getting off the killing everything and clearing everything around her. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is completely devoid yourself from, from those situations. But she never, she never went to as far as he did. As far as no, he had pretty much divorced himself from reality. Yeah. Whereas Carol, Carol just got very destructive. Yeah, but they, they kind of the writing kind of puts her in the position as though she had been in that bad of, you know, bad of a situation where she was killing everything. She never really got her, there, though, but that's what they keep hinting at. Like she right. is a killer. Well, she does. She doesn't have any way to relate it, I guess, to no. for her. It's not like she knew about Morgan being a whack job, right? But what was the kid's Which, name that that uh, Morgan's been teaching again? Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. That was actually that was funny in the scene that he like acted out and like yeah, stop that guy. Out. Yeah, stop that Jared from from yeah drop Jared. It. Yes, yeah. and and I think even great. Jerry had a comment for it. I yeah, guess. Jerry, you're getting good Jerry, with that stick. Oh yeah. No, he says you're sick with that stick, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> good old that was Jerry. Great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and I want to mention one more thing about that scene. Um, that chick Diane is pretty odd. Who's Diane? She was the uh, the female the the girl that was with them, who shot the uh, walker with the arrow. I was oh, talking right. about yeah, her yeah. sister's dress. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, good I cat. I totally forgot about so that. So all that happens, all that happens, and she says, she ends, the scene ends up with her saying, oh, my sister wore that dress better. That, you know, and I'm just kind of like, what the hell? Yeah. What <laughs> is up with is that? That out there, man. Yeah, that was weird. And then, weird. you know, they have a later scene when King Ezekiel and the guys go to Carol's house, right? And the one guy refers to Carol as... Uh, lady or something like that or or ma'am or something like that and she starts ripping on like no you don't say that and he's like oh uh miss um uh lady uh uh and she's you just hear in the back going just shut up (laughs) (laughs) now the thing with the dress though i thought i thought she was saying that 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 uh walker was her sister i thought so at first too but it, she wasn't she She was just saying the same dress her sister had the same dress gotcha okay Huh. Are you sure? Okay, well. Yeah, yeah. you could kind of tell by her last line. I thought so at first, too, but when you when you listen to her, her second line there that ended that scene, you could tell she was just talking about the dress itself. That's why we have Scott. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, All right, so, so, was, what, uh, so what did you think about Morgan and Daryl's first little encounter there? I thought it was important. I wanted to see. I wanted to see. Um, I want to see Daryl confront Morgan on this stuff, and I'm, and I'm glad Daryl got that out there because I do think that Morgan has some respect for Daryl. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think part of the reason why Morgan looks so pained all the time when he was talking to Daryl is because I think he felt like he was, he felt like he might be losing face with, with Daryl a little bit. And that made him uncomfortable. Right. Because he was dealing with his antithesis. I mean, Daryl, Daryl is the opposite. Daryl wants to go take care of stuff. Yeah, yeah he's all action. And Morgan's about, you know, Daryl's all instinct. Morgan is all about thinking. Yeah, Daryl's confused by Morgan. Yes, and Morgan's Morgan's scared of Daryl a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> just the smell alone's got to be wonderful. Do you think Daryl uh, knew that he wasn't telling the truth at all? I mean, because obviously he does go out and ends looks up for fu- Carol. Yeah, and ends up looking for no. Carol. Or, no, I don't. Well, think he, I don't know no. that he he actually went looking for Carol. He said he saw Carol when but he went out. No, no, no. He told. That was he just told after him that. talking to. Dave Richard. Yeah, Richard. Richard. Richard already spilled the beans. Yeah. No, he just told oh, Carol. Right. He didn't right. he didn't let Carol know that Richard told him where she was. He just was making it sound like he just came upon her. But he 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 went looking for her after Richard spilled the beans. Right, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's because Richard was trying to get him to go fight. Right. So and Richard wasn't totally aware that there may be some kind of a connection between the two. Explain what Richard was trying to accomplish there. They were hiding behind the trucks in hopes to ambush the saviors. He's trying to take yes, them out. He wanted to ambush the saviors and then lead a trail that led back to their weapons cache. Okay? And then the weapons cache would lead a trail back to Carol. Okay. So what they wanted them to do is to, to backtrack and they wanted he wanted them to attack Carol because Carol something happening to Carol would be more than King Ezekiel could handle. Which would prompt him to get involved in the war. Without a doubt. Gotcha. And, and, you know, and it was pretty cold, but I don't think Richard really, really considered Carol to be that much because, you know, number one, he didn't know who she was, mm-hmm. what, what her relevance might be, especially with, with Daryl. I don't think he, I think after a while he started realizing, oh shit, maybe I'm making a mistake here because of the way Daryl was talking. But, with his plan, he was just like, this woman doesn't really care anyway. I mean, she's not staying with us. She's living on the outskirts. She's going to be dead anyway. So if she's going to go ahead and do that, I'm going to at least use her to get what we need for the rest of the people in our community. And that's that was the plan. It's not a, it's not a bad plan, actually. No. Do you like that truck that they were next to? I, I didn't notice. What was it? A truck with the, the cowboy and the stagecoach and all on it. Oh. It was a big 18-wheeler. You ever seen mm-hmm. that one before? No. It's Where? from Smokey and the Bandit. Really? Was, seriously. Yes. How'd you it was catch in the movie that? Smokey and the Bandit. It looked really familiar, and I got online and, and saw that some people said that's Smokey and the Bandit, and immediately I went, "That's where I saw that." That's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. That big truck that the that eighteen wheeler that's sitting there with the blood all over it and so forth is from uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Nicotero loves his Easter eggs. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Hmm. I would have never known that. Smokey and the Bandit came out in like when I was four. Yeah. Yeah, seventies. <laughs> yeah. And I watched yep. it a lot, but I don't remember it. I knew I'd seen the truck before, I just couldn't sheets. place it. No, no yeah. crib sheets. Anyway, thought that was a cool, cool little that is cool, cool little piece there. Which which I also thought was a also I think there was just a great scene between him and Richard and Daryl. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, that that was just that. Was, I feel so much for Richard. I, I that like guy him just a lot. Wants, 
Oh, I do too. And that guy just wants someone to play with him. Yeah, he, right. He wants someone to work with me. I'm begging you, anybody. He got I so excited with Daryl, didn't he? And then when yes, Daryl was when like, they, what, what? Carol? Yeah, then no. when the shit went to Dan, you could just see Richard almost wanted to cry. I know. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, come on, someone work with this poor guy. Well, Daryl almost to do the right smiled thing. when he gave him the uh, <laughs> the crossbow. He did smile. Yeah. See? Did he yeah, actually he smile, did. though? I don't know that he did. It was I think. a smile with his eyes. It was a little smirk. Yes. It was just the, like the a, corners of his mouth went up just slightly. Yeah, he looked at him. Un, he looked at him like he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't trusting him at first, but then when he looked, he picked it up. He was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this feels." Good. And then he started hugging it. Mm-hmm. And then he licked it. That was gross. <laughs> oh my god! He licks everything. That's how he he makes it his. That's true. Leaving his mark. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> he he, then he peed on it. <laughs> No, he did that around the yard. But yeah, so so wait, so what he says about Carol, that if Carol so much as catches a cold or anything mm-hmm. like that, he would kill Richard. That was a good line. Mm-hmm. His little Yeah, I thought even, there. I thought even better one is when Richard said Richard said, I would die for the kingdom and he says, Well then why don't you go do that? Oh well yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, that was a good comeback. Daryl Daryl doesn't uh, Daryl doesn't leave things on a happy note by any means. No, he's a bitter man at this point. Oh, Daryl, totally. Yeah, he's he's definitely got the grumpies. Why don't um, you go do that? Yes, right. <laughs> Jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. So we next find ourselves in the uh, junkyard dogs neighborhood, right? Yeah. So like Stuart was saying earlier, that was a really cool scene where the the aerial mm-hmm. of them coming out mm-hmm. of the junkyard, which, by the way, okay. I, so I think I actually said that was a weird scene, but it yeah, was cool. But it yeah. was a cool scene. But, okay, so wh- how do they make that happen? All right. So well, here's my question. <laughs> <laughs> They're living in miles of of junkyard. Trash. No, They're remarkably clean for people like, living in a junkyard too. What, by the way, they are. yes, they are. They are. Um, I was just trying to figure out like what the doors were. It was like a um, mm-hmm. uh, like, it was like a, a hidden container. container. It was a hidden, yeah, it was like a hidden bunker. Yeah, and they, they were all down there. I mean, obviously. does that really? Well, they got to be living junkyard? somewhere. <laughs> How yeah. did they move all that stuff around? Uh, I don't well, know. I saw, just saw semantics. But when still. Rick was up on high on the on the trash pile, on the up up, you, you could see all the uh, the trails and so forth they'd made yeah. through the trash. I yeah, they made the, the little city of, out of it. Right. Yeah, it was made like a little a, city out of it. All right. So I would guess I, that there's like those containers all over the place that are like living areas and stuff like that. I was just the entire time thinking, like, God, where do these people sleep? It's probably so stinky. Well, did you notice all the, all the, in that little square area where they had them, there's like all those rugs? Yeah, the carpets were everywhere. Yeah, I thought that was really cool the way they did that. that and they neat. probably do that for the rain, like, so it won't get so muddy. That's what I was thinking. Maybe so. Possibly. Maybe so. But I think the, the quote or the comments that she made where she said, sometimes we open the cans and have food and sometimes it's rotten. And mm-hmm. it's uh-huh. just like, I, I, I don't know. The, it, the weird thing about this group uh-huh. is how completely, like I think metamorphed. You said, yeah, like no, no how, uh, how, alien. 
Yeah, yeah. Alien, um, apocalyptic, they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely. Well, every- I mean, think about the hilltop, the any of the saviors. Like, these people were fucking weird. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, worse were. than the wolves? They all had weird, the same haircuts. Yeah. And they were, like, dressed the same, and they were using weird language. Yeah, they all and they walked were, the same. And they chose a freaking junkyard to live in. Of did all you see places. that? Well, you know, the, the good thing, here's the thing. I, I One thing I did think about the junkyard, and I, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but it, it in sin, there was something about the dialogue that led me to believe that they had retreated to that junkyard because it was easily defensible. Mm-hmm. And that they had made it their hiding place because it was easily defensible. That makes sense. Yeah, so that, that made it a refuge. And yeah. that's kind of how they all ended up in there. What was her name? Janice? Or Jadis. 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 Um, yeah, none of them had like a regular name. Yeah, you know, exactly. It wasn't like when someone said, hey, Ted, would you go get that guy? Oh, so when you said Romulan, referring <laughs> right. to the Star Trek, uh, yeah, very Vulcan. much so. They were very, very... Oh, you said Vulcan. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They were very... Uh, Let's get so, our, well, yeah, the Romulan and the Vulcans were. Our so I hate to know that they were different. They were different, but they were kind of similar, weren't they? Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, yeah. They had they they all had that straight haircut thing going on. Yeah, yes, um, yes. But their facial structures that. were different. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. And, go ahead, Kim. No, no. Show us go your ahead. nerd. No. Break it down. Break it down. Um, <laughs> Kim's Star Trek. Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> I will not digress. But their their dialect had actually changed through all this. But the one thing that they, that she kept saying was that that they uh, I forget exactly how she put it. They don't um, mess with stuff. They just yeah. They, they don't mess with people. They just no. They take, but they don't bother. They take, yes. but they don't bother. Right. Yes. Which is why they never took the stuff from the boat. And well, see, that's what they, I never quite was quite clear on what that was they were waiting for somebody to take it though they were waiting for someone else to take it for a very long time yes but then they went and took it from alexandria well, yeah that's but they I, but they only did they that because they were pissed no they only did that is because they were pissed evidently oh, because they were saying the, that they were waiting for it to be so they didn't, didn't have to go and what bother the hell anything. were they waiting for what was supposed to happen that they the were allowed to they, take it well i think the things that they're not wanting to bother are the dead are the walkers well, possibly I, I don't know no i think no you i think, think it's it more was, than that? see yeah because i think um it at least the way the conversation was going with rick it almost sounded like it was a test that they had up okay yeah. a test to find out if somebody was worthy of something if you're weird enough, if you're, yeah. If you're, if you're, well, if you're worthy of grabbing that stuff, and I think they planned on grabbing the person who was worthy of grabbing it, and and that's why they ended up throwing Rick in there with with Spikehead mm-hmm. to see, you know, once once Gabriel said to everybody, "Oh, if Rick can get anything done," yeah, you know, they said, "Okay, well, let's see if he can go beat Spikehead here. See if yeah. he can go beat uh, uh, Winslow." And uh, oh, is that that was their uh, their friend Winslow? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was almost like a challenge, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about that either. You know, I mean, it was it was an odd um, odd conversation. Well, they they obviously put a lot of work into Winslow to make him as dangerous as he was. With no doubt, that's a lot of soldering. And then just to have Rick go down there and kill him. 
It's uh-huh. kind of, I mean. Yeah, but he put up a fight. Although I, mean, I have to. He got his hand impaled. From well, obviously. The handiwork that they were showing around the junkyard, obviously they've been spending a lot of time on metal work. Because he had like yes. the metal cat that he took. Yes. Which, which I actually was thinking, Rick, uh-huh. like, in the metal, you just made a deal with those people. I don't know if you want to be stealing from them right now. Yes, but do you, do you remember the season that that harkens back to? When, um, when, when Michonne took the cat from the, from the cafe yes. with Carl. That was like, uh, what, yes. season three-ish? Uh-huh. Yeah, and then she lost it. When did she lose it, though? When they left uh, the prison. That's right. Um, well, evidently, I think, I'm guessing by the fact that Rick tripped over the mostly eaten skeleton skeleton in there that it's not the first time they tried this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on right. On someone. So it's evidently been a challenge. Well, it was, it was set before. up for messing with some people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, right. they, they had like the air holes... All you know, the tubes in there so they could watch uh-huh. whoever was getting killed. And... Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. And there was nothing long and pointy in there. It was all uh-huh. pillows, soft things, which I don't understand how that made Winslow fall down and pin him. I don't know how. Well, there was obviously meant to be bigger trash in there. You were supposed to assume that that was heavier trash. Pin cushions. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got to have it when you got like this porcupine walker coming. There were in. lots of jars. There were lots of jars in there. That's what it was. Because <laughs> they're very evidently very much into jars there. He did get cut a couple times, which at least they had that happen. I, I thought they were uh-huh. going to have him get out of there clean. And it was going to be like, there's no fucking way. Well, I almost kind of chuckled because when he he kicks the monster back and like the and, and the walker's got like spikes everywhere, but he kicks in the only places there's like no spikes. Mm-hmm. And I, when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, come on!" And then he but he got sliced doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got sliced on the leg. leg. Yeah. So so I was like, oh, "Okay, never mind." All right, exactly. I'm not bitching about that one. That's my point. They made it a little bit more realistic, and then he like had the nail go through his hand, and yeah, dude was bleeding like crazy off that one. But thank God for Michonne because she was like, "Use the walls." He would have never uh-huh. done that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have done that because they're all freaking uh-huh. pillows. I don't know how Michonne knew to use the walls, but whatever. I know. She's Michonne. She's ninja. She is ninja. But that was, I really like that whole thing with the junkyard dogs. I did too. In Winslow. I did too. That was um, refreshing, I guess you could say. It was something. I even liked when Rick was looking up at him and, and then all of a sudden you see the ropes fall down. Yeah. That was their answer. You know? Yeah. And of course you noticed they didn't help him. Get no, out I know. Of the damn Not hole. even when he got to the top. <laughs> no, I was like, man, that's just wrong. But all in all, I think Jada seems like a pretty reasonable person. I mean, she made him fight for it, but she's pretty fucking weird, man. She's weird, but she seems to be good for her word. Well, you know, even at the end, though, there was kind of a weird scene because they they were like, "Time's ticking. Mm-hmm. Get us the guns." Uh-huh. This there's an expiration date on this deal, which is what the first thing I said to Kim was, isn't someone going to ask like when time is out? Like, are we talking two days or is this like a week? And how many well, guns? Are you like, how many for? guns do you need? Like, I mean, she like, said lots and lots of guns. Yeah, That's but I would I would need some like understanding of what the stipulations well, are on is, this deal. Rick's definitely got his mojo going because he's definitely. Uh, 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 Confident about being able to find lots and lots of guns. Yeah, especially for people that have two guns. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. Where are right. they going to get all these guns from? They're going to have to go back know. to the people that Tara uh, found. Well, that's, yeah, they started the conversation with Tara, and Tara was like, uh, like, not really yeah. saying anything. Yeah, but, you're right. I mean, that's yep, probably Tara what's going to happen. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so that's where we'll get that group involved now. That's why I think we're not going to see war until next season. 
There's too much I, setup yeah, involved. You, you may be right. I mean, you may be right. I think it will definitely be gearing up, if not a little bit started at the end of the season. Yeah. But, uh, there, there's going to be shit that goes down with Negan getting pissed off. Like, uh-huh. Father Gabriel's going to kill somebody or something like that. You know, some, you know, like Gabriel is someone that somebody doesn't really care about too much. Or, well, I mean, they probably have to make it worse than that. I don't know. Carl probably has to go back again <laughs> and kill someone. Kill someone. With an iron, with a hot iron or something like that, yeah, and uh, then then they'll leave it for the summer. Yeah. No, I think I think what what may end up happening is is I think I think it'll start with uh, um, Negan's groups start disappearing, like his groups that he's sending out to the communities. Oh, uh, like them capturing them, yeah, or killing them. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and then word coming, you know, then things back in Neganville, all of a sudden there's nobody coming back. I think that sounds a lot cooler than I think what's going to actually happen. (laughs) Well, I think they kind of set it up. The reason why I say that is I think they're kind of setting that up with with the kingdom and their drop off. They're they're making such a big deal about their confrontations each time these guys get together. I have a feeling that that's going to be one of the first things that happen is they're going to kill those guys that come to the kingdom. Mm hmm. You know what? That you know what would be really cool is if if you started seeing some of these guys disappearing, and it was actually Ezekiel going behind everybody's back and like getting oh, some of his guys awesome. to like take some guys out. Oh yeah, that you know? would be very cool. But I also think another precursor to saying that that might happen is is Richard talking about ambushing people. Yeah. You no, know, Richard's whole idea was that he was going to ambush this first group and draw everybody in. He needs to take those pads off because I think they know what community wears those silly pads all the time. So, Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if you noticed. I think his is actually body armor. Is it? No. I yeah, don't think so. I think so. I think it is. Okay. Hmm. Jerry, Jerry's is just fun. Like play it again sports fun? Uh-huh. Exactly. He's been to Sports Authority a couple times. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's awesome. Jerry. <laughs> he does say that every time, too. Yeah. Like a dad reprimanding. Yeah, well, because I think Jerry, didn't Jerry, he said something to the kid and he was like, Jerry. Yeah, to Jerry. Ezekiel. <laughs> Benjamin. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. You know, they said, they said that um, they were, um, again, on the Talking Dead, they were, uh, Jerry was one of the guests on there. And um, and also King Ezekiel, I can't remember what the actor's name is and all. And they Kari. said that they said he is one of the best actors on the group. The guy who plays Jerry, and they said they absolutely love having him on set. Hmm. That he's one of the most popular people on the set itself. Well, he's like a big bear, mm-hmm. lovable yeah. bear. Mm-hmm. But he can be tough. Exactly. That's the. I mean, that's the thing. He's he's imposing. He's huge. He's huge. And... He's, he's got that huge battle axe. Yeah. And evidently Jerry Jerry ends up using that battle axe somewhere because he was talking about using that battle axe on the on the Talking Dead show. I don't know if he meant to be talking about it. But uh Oh. Spoiler Jerry, alert. Yeah, so I think Jerry uh uses that battle axe to uh to uh make an impression at some point. So maybe we will see some action this this season. Oh, I think we'll see some action. Hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. So now we're all hunky dunky dory with uh with old Gabriel. I don't know if I'd use that term. Hunky dory. Hunky dunky dory. Like chunky dunk. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ooh. 
But what you're saying yes. is, yeah, we're happy with Gabriel. I'm not happy with Gabriel. Why? I think Gabriel's great. What are you talking about? No, I thought it was great that Gabriel Gabriel was just shocked that that Rick. You know, I thought it was a great scene that he was saying that he was shocked that Rick actually assumed that it wasn't something that he didn't try to escape. You yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, and of course, Rosita, someone shoot her. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, let her go. Mm-hmm. Let her go. If she wants she to run off. She's got something and, up her butt. My goodness. I know. I mean, Jesus, she is I'm pissed done. at everybody. I, she's like one of the most annoying characters right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep, no doubt. Well, I mean, they're they are really trying to build her up for something failure. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah. Pretty I much. think she's going to die. That's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's I don't not, know if I feel she's, she's going to die or is she's going to do something really stupid and really reckless and get them yeah, in trouble that's because what, of it. They they started out with her and the bullet and Eugene mm-hmm. and shooting, trying to shoot Negan. Now they're trying to take it to the next level with her. Right. Um, she's She's got payback on somebody. She doesn't even know who it is. She just is trying to prove something, and, and uh, she's getting annoying about it. I think she's trying to prove it to herself. She's just pissed at the world because she fucked up. Yep. Totally. And she's probably worried sick about Eugene and what he's doing. Yeah, and she's trying to blame everybody else for her mistakes, you know. Even afterwards, she was, she was still giving Father Gabriel shit. She's being very annoying. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Tara got in her face. Hey, by the way, is is Tara supposed to be the um, the stereotypical lesbian? Yes. <laughs> I mean, with the with the plaid shirt on and everything. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, she is. I think that was established a couple of seasons ago. I know, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's so stereotypical. You don't have to do that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, her discussions about like uh, roller hockey or getting a bit <laughs> never bored. Exactly. Yeah. In the LPGA tour. Um, yes. You know, I'm just kind of like, come on, don't be so stereotypical. I mean, <laughs> we already know we already know all about that. It's not a big deal, but come on. You'll be listening. To nothing you have to but... remember when this comic uh-huh. was written, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, the, it's like but you got to remember when the show point. was made. Yeah, but it's all based on the comic. Don't have to do that with the wardrobe. I mean, give me a break. I know. It's like going to a Melissa Etheridge concert. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about Carol and Daryl? Again? What more do you need to say? We must. We must. That was a very important scene, don't you think? I think so. But you know what? I think we should take a break first. And then okay. we'll come back and talk about Carol and Daryl. And we're saving that one? Yes, we're going to get yes. that out of Kim's system. Saving the good stuff Thank for the last. God. Uh-huh. So, folks, when we come back, you will be beguiled with Kim's talk of Carol and Daryl. And Stuart and I oh, yeah. may not even come back from the break. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I All think right. our listeners will be happy about that. <laughs> All right, everybody, All right. we'll be back in a minute.
Okay, everybody, we are back. Um, Kim, I got a quick question for you, though. Okay. <laughs> um, I, who do you think are the bigger zombies? The walkers or the dumpster divers? Uh, oh. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough answer. Oh. <laughs> the dumpster divers actually had some character about them. Yeah, but they're still kind of zombie-ish. There was not a they word are. to be said. No, yeah, I, I almost died they're... laughing when the old guy spoke at the end. Oh, yeah. He has like he one line hilarious. the whole time. <laughs> he says, well, yeah. you need to be back with the guns. And then they walk yes. away. <laughs> What's up with the two really huge guys that were with them? Did oh, you yeah. see those? They had some big, that guy, big one guy was like six, six foot. Ten. You know, know what? It reminded me of Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, no. I can't remember what you said about that. Um, He's watched a few episodes. But I yeah, they've episodes. got like that. When when they're in the with the northern lands, the wild yeah. lands. And the, I didn't and get the, that far. Right. The... Well, the wildlings are attaching the attacking the wall, and the giants come, and it looked like the giants coming through the wall. Uh-huh. That scene, yeah, yeah, because that guy's like five inches heads or heads above everybody else, right? It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, they were extremely. Yeah, they had like two guys that were extremely tall, which was very surprising. But but the old guy cracked me up. I mean, just that he was moping around the whole time. He looked like some kind of crazy mad scientist, and then he has yeah. that. Then he has that one line at the end. I almost started out laughing when I saw that. <laughs> you must bring back the guns. Goodbye. No, but I really like that group. You huh? did? Yeah. Okay, so I, I like... I'm interested to see what they turn out to be like. I, well, I'm interested, too. I'm interested to see if they'll actually live up, which... Okay, for the storyline to progress, they have to live up to what they said, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Yeah. I just want to see if Tina Turner's going to show up. Yeah, exactly. But, it, I mean... <laughs> My, I guess my, big com- my, got to do with it? my biggest confusion was why would they trust him so easily? Like, we're going to go get you a bunch of shit to show you, uh-huh. you know, you, you follow us. And I was like, and they're like, oh, yeah, and you get half or a third of a everything third. else, too. Uh-huh. I don't know. It hey, just seemed Rick, like Rick is definitely I mean, they could, desperate those people for bodies, did not, yeah, well, those people definitely did not seem like they were very trustworthy people at all. No. Especially no. with the last comments as they're leaving. They're uh-huh. like, you only have a little bit of time. You better get it and get our guns and shit, and that's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely a leap of faith on Rick's part. But I think after getting so flatly turned down by Hilltop, I mean, not Hilltop, uh, the kingdom, yeah. that uh, Risk, Rick is you know desperate to get some people in there. Risky Rick is what you're trying Risky to say. Risky Rick is rolling yep. the dice. Yep. So Kim, Daryl and Carol. Daryl and Carol. They're reunited. Wasn't that so sweet? This is for all the girls out there. It was absolutely adorable. It really was sweet. I mean, she's stoking the fire. She's very emotional. She's asking what happened to everybody back home. Are they okay? And he flat out lies to her just to protect her feelings. Uh It was amazing. I actually thought that was a good choice. I did too. I thought for sure he was going to tell her the truth, mm-hmm. and then he surprised me and lied, just like Morgan lied to him about right. where Carol was. But I really would have liked if she had found out so we could move on. Well, you know, the kicker of all of that, of him lying to her, is that when she does find out, uh-huh. she's going to be in bitch mode because she's going to be pissed. Yes. So right. what? So how, how long is she going to be pissed at Daryl? Who at knows? Her? She carries like a grudge. Yeah. 
But it is Daryl. She loves Daryl to no, death. No, she's going to know Daryl was protecting her by not saying anything. She's not going to be mm-hmm. mad at Daryl. Well, I was actually. <laughs> when she saw Daryl standing on the porch, <laughs> I was waiting for him to just plant a kiss on her. Yeah, I think but everybody it didn't happen. was. Didn't happen. I was kind of yeah. disappointed, but it was it, I? It was a great scene. Yeah, I mean, I I thought Melissa McBride did a fantastic job acting in that scene. I think they both did a really good job acting. They, they were both uh-huh. both very convincing, and it made me miss the two of them acting together, well, doing well, scenes together. Th- you know, I we'll think see more. La- last episode we were kind of dogging Daryl's character, and it wasn't necessarily because of Norman Reedus can't act. I think he can act. I think that the writing didn't give him a chance to do anything. Agreed. In the last right. episode, uh-huh. whereas here he at least had some lines, and uh, he's I, gotten to where he was because of what he does. So I think that's what flex. Yes, he flexes. flexes like, Wear a tight shirt and look really dirty. No, no, he's actually he's no. he, he's he delivers lines very well. I he's think. okay. I think that. Go ahead. I was going to say the scene I thought was even better was when Jerry and Ezekiel came up and met Carol, and Jerry offered the cobbler. Yes. Oh, I know. How sweet. Which I thought was hilarious, because especially since Carol was always the one that brought dessert. That's a good point. That's a good point. Not only only that, Jerry still tries to cover for King Ezekiel. He's like, well, he just told me to bring it just in case we ran into you. (laughs) Just in case you opened the door. Just carrying this cobbler. Damn it, Jerry. (laughs) I always got a cobbler here. I got my. This is my pocket cobbler. <laughs> pocket. I got cobbler. another one in my back. In my backpack. Oh, that's gross. Um, <laughs> that's how Scott rolls. Pocket cobbler. <laughs> this is my pocket hot dog. <laughs> I wish everybody could see me shaking my head. Mm-hmm. No, she is. I'm. I'm, I'm rather withered at the moment. But I think that the scene between Carol and Daryl was very important to the storyline. Well, of course. Yeah, because. Daryl is going to be the one that eventually convinces her to go along with the plan. But he has to do it in a way that's going to be sensitive to what she's going through, to the fact that she doesn't want to kill anybody anymore because she's going to go over the deep end, like she explained. So, yeah. I, I, I will be really interested to see how Carol deals with Morgan later on. Because Carol's going to come out you know, guns a-blazing at some yep. point. Well, I think the one thing, the other thing that was kind of side note that was shown with, with um, Daryl is that they're reemphasizing what his weakness is. Carol? Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He right. can't do anything. Richard's trying to get him to fight and stuff, and, and you know, he's like, Carol, got to mm-hmm. go find Carol. Well, yeah, he withers on, on Carol. He, yep. he's, he's, he's got a mega focus on that. Mm-hmm. Well... He's chasing his heart, which still can't figure out why that's nothing's ever happened there. Well, Richard already had that idea of setting her up as bait, so uh-huh. he just picked the wrong person. He should have been setting her up for bait for 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 uh, um, Daryl to get involved. Right? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Because you got Daryl. No, and- I mean seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have involved Daryl in his plan. He should have gone with the plan. And then Daryl would have been all fired up. If yeah, Carol that's, had been yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. True. That which, is very true. Which would have in turn gotten King Ezekiel all fired which up too. He's back at the. But the, but he didn't know. Richard didn't know. He didn't know really there was a relationship there. 
But he's back at that semi right now going, shit. Damn it. Damn it. Yep. Screwed up. <laughs> it's a good idea. <clears throat> but I think that the Daryl and... Jerk store. <laughs> jerk store. The Daryl and Morgan scene was very similar to the Daryl Carroll scene. First of all, though, uh-huh. as a zookeeper, a former zookeeper, uh-huh. <laughs> can I just say how... How many times are you going to throw that one out, Kim? Ugh. The fact that he's sitting <laughs> right Animal next dropper. to the cage... And that uh-huh. cat is not doing anything to him. Like, Zoo 101 uh-huh. is you never get close to a cage and you never turn your back on an animal. And here he is with his right. feet practically inside of it. Very unbelievable. But well, I but, digress. But Daryl is an animal. Uh-huh. Animal. You know, he's animal he, scent. He, he's, he's totally in touch with all of the animals. Mm. It doesn't well, matter if they're all, a cage He talks or not. to all the animals. They call him Dr. Doolittle. Whatever. I was I was going to ask you what you thought the significance was of him petting the tiger. Well, it means that Shiva trusts him, obviously. And That's my monkey. And which means that <laughs> in Don't turn, get wrong, Kim. No, in turn, <laughs> King Ezekiel is going to trust Daryl more because Shiva mm-hmm. trusts him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That's exactly. So yeah. he, he's going to... Take more stock in what Daryl, what Daryl's opinion. But then again, is. how is he going to know that? Because Daryl split. Daryl split. Did he actually? Oh, he, split yeah, he or did. Did he actually split, or did he just like go yes. out and come back? No, he no, left. But it doesn't he mean left. he's he not going to come no, back. No, he was going back to the hilltop. He was going back to the hilltop. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's going to not going to come back. I mean, something's going to happen. I know that, but he doesn't know that he had the the epiphany with the with the tiger. True. True. But that's all right. That's, it's not, that's okay. it's not like Morgan shares this stuff with anybody. <laughs> it's all right. But the conversation between Daryl and Morgan is just as important as the one between Daryl and Carol. And uh-huh. that's because Daryl tells Morgan, like, it's up to you now. Like, you are the one who is responsible for getting King Ezekiel on our side. And Morgan's like, sorry, but... Morgan flatlined him. Can't Morgan do it. said, hey, I can't be the one to do it. No, I think Morgan. I think Morgan was telling Daryl, "It's not going to be me. You got to do it." Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to do it. And I think in the he end, said, you know, don't it's count on be, me to do it. I think in the end, it's going to be Carol. I think in the end, it's going to be all three of them. So, I really do. I mean, Morgan. I think Morgan. Morgan's going to have to break his his uh, his thoughts there at some point. Now, I, I got to tell you. Probably, I I was so disappointed, to tell you the truth, when Rick found Morgan, and Morgan was just out of his mind, you know, because I really liked Morgan's character, and I wanted Morgan's character to be a productive part of their society, you know, to be part of their group or whatever, mm-hmm. and said he was a whack job, and so forth, and I really would hate to see Morgan go back into that kind of shit. Yeah. I don't to think me, that he would will. be very boring. I don't think he that will. That would be very boring. No, I think I think I if know. if he goes into um trying to convince I don't think he's gonna go full force into convincing Ezekiel on this stuff at all. I think possibly mm-hmm. Carol and Daryl will go in and then <laughs> Morgan's gonna be in the side of the room saying, Oh shucks, they're right. We should take him out. <laughs> or, or do you think? Or I hope Ezekiel mm-hmm. just changes his mind on his own without them even having to go through and do that, you know? Because, you know, I think he was, you know, getting uh, advice from Morgan 
but probably because he didn't trust himself because he didn't trust his own um maybe he thought like his own own choices would be a little bit too violent Mm. but and it was kind of going back to what you were saying in the last episode where he felt bad for you know sending people out into battle sending people out into battle the Mm -hmm. the walkers so um you know maybe he's he's looking for somebody that has a, a calmer tone uh, because if, he doesn't if, want though, the society to fall down. Right. Well, let me throw this out there. What if what if Morgan ends up being the catalyst? What I mean by that is um, King Ezekiel feels something for Morgan's counsel. Rick has a respect for Morgan. Um, Daryl has a respect for Morgan. Mm-hmm. What if Morgan's pacifism and his wanting to settle things peacefully gets him killed Mm. and then all of a sudden all these other people that have been surrounding morgan all of a sudden are like all right this isn't working this is over we're done we're going that's a good idea for us yeah so i mean what if morgan because it seems to be morgan is just he just is not getting away from that Mm -hmm. but he yet he seems to have everybody's complete respect yeah right right he seems to be kind of the the cork in the dam right now right so what if morgan is the thing that ends up till you know tilting the whole thing what if morgan gets killed he could he could very easily what if he tries to go out there and, and tries to broker peace with the with the saviors and he gets he's the one that ends up getting killed well i think the other thing that he said was i mean he didn't even say that okay well we should go talk to these people he said well maybe uh-huh. if we capture negan you know that maybe th- there would be a different outcome so uh, maybe he give up yeah right. he he even understands that they're not reasonable enough to just go talk to them like right. there, it was it was there had to be something drastic that was possibly nonviolent that had to happen but i don't know but it could be nothing more than, you know, maybe they're confronting each other and Morgan steps in. Yeah. He didn't get his stick back, by the way, did he? Not yet. Mm-hmm. No, he, he did will. not. So, yeah, he's got motivation right now. He does. He's got a lot because of motivation. they did make a big point of that because he was like, somebody made that for me. He was he was right. pissed. Well, like, all, I didn't give it back. We uh-huh. all know that that stick is super important to him because Cheese yep. Man gave it to him. Yeah, so that's... Uh, maybe, maybe, that's maybe that stick gets him killed. Could be. Good point. I don't know. I think, yeah, I, on, I, honestly, I think you're right. That, I mean, that has that has some bearing mm-hmm. on where his storyline's going, at least. He's the uh, he's the martyr, possibly. Cool. Well, maybe we'll know something by the end of this season. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, I'm just speculating. I could be totally wrong. I think that's what we do. So that's okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. So shall we do our hit or miss? Scott, what's your hit? Well, um, my hit was the whole scene with uh, Richard and Daryl, their confrontation. And, and like I said, the fact that that was the smoking the bandit truck, I just thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a great thing. And, I, and, and for God's sake, somebody please help Richard. The poor guy's going to die if somebody doesn't help him. <laughs> he is. I mean, yeah, he's, he's going out there alone with Daryl to take on all the saviors. I mean, I mean, did you see how excited he was when he took Daryl into his yeah. little RV uh-huh. unit? And you open the he opens the closet and his daughter's backpack is hanging there and he's like, bring all his ammo out and stuff like that. Yep. He was so excited. It was like a, well, finally, a kid finding a playmate. He finally thought he might have somewhat of a kindred spirit there. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah. But that was that was my hit. How about um, Stuart? Do you want to do your hit, Stu? Uh, my hit for the whole episode was definitely in Spiky Walker. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very cool Walker. Yes. Coolest ever. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest ever. Definitely. Nice. Yeah, he's like totally Megadeth. I still like the Bernie Wrightson tribute Walker, I know, but still. There's a lot that I like, too. <laughs> That's why I said mm-hmm. one of. <laughs> I wish that they didn't show him before they showed him. Like on a commercial, you mean? Yeah, yes, you mean I wish he ad. was completely hidden, and all of a sudden you saw I that. Agree. It would have been like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? Their commercials spoil <laughs> some of the best stuff that's yes, out there. No, but, but I'll tell you this, though. Seeing that in the commercial got me real excited about the second like, half. Well, yeah, because yes. it got you, like, when is that going to say that. I'm like, that. that's cool. I got to see that. Uh-huh. True. I got to see that. Because we were speculating well the Savior's compound, too. Because they have all those walkers out, out in the little yard. That's true. The, yeah, the wall. Yeah. The wall of walkers. Kim, what was your hit? Well, I've already said my hit, which was the whole Carol Daryl scene. Mm. I am uh-huh. totally stoked that they are back together again and that it was such a little emotional moment. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it odd that they would have a... This is still semantics, but I thought it was odd that they would have a fire at night when they're all by themselves. But... You know, because people could see it, like saviors. It's a, it's a cozy cottage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, she's got candles all over the place. I know. It was, like, so romantic and nothing happened. But anyway, so that was my hit. I loved it. I'm so glad that they had that scene happen the way that it did happen. And I'm actually glad that he lied to her mm-hmm. so that to protect her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's romantic. Good. You want to throw your miss out there? Me? Yeah. Me, me. Okay, my miss was the scene where Rick is on top of the trash heap and they CGI'd the background in and it was super fake. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're looking back at the whole junkyard yeah. and everything. Yeah. It was yeah, you horrible. did say that when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Bad editing. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I don't know if I've seen such bad footage in the entire series. I think it was maybe they were too close up on his head. Maybe. You know, usually if they show the big background like that, they're a little bit further away from the characters yeah. and so forth. Uh, when he did it like that, you could just see it was so super. His hair was like frizzing out and stuff. It just totally bothered mm-hmm. me. It just took away all the, you know, the fantasy of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Stu, what's your miss? I'm, I'm still not buying the junkyard people. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can't say that all of them are a miss, but the thought that this is the answer to them fighting off the saviors, these people mm-hmm. have no guns, for one thing. They never got guns. They have no... Who, the, uh, the junkyard, the junkyard, junkyard people? people? They got tons of guns. Okay, well, they have they have some weapons, but they need more, right? That's yeah, They're right, asking right, for right, more. No they need more. Um, they don't seem to have many supplies, Mm-hmm. They have some. Well, not that you can see. No, not that you can see. It, okay, not the, there's not one of them that looks like they're fat or whatever that they're like doing. they're living well. Uh, like they're doing very well. I, I agree with that. <laughs> so I, I guess that's the main point. And and they do not. They're weird. Okay. I just they are weird. I don't see them going up against the saviors and being successful. But they're sneaky. Mm-hmm. They're like little rats. 
They could sneak up behind people and slit their throats. But they, and also, them they also don't seem to be. They also don't seem to be terribly scared of, it, of people. No, either. exactly. No, they keep to the shadows, no doubt. But they don't seem. They certainly don't seem to be intimidated by Rick and his group, even after Rick has killed off the Spike Head. They're in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. They, they, yes. um, yeah, they're they're not running away from it. They're they're taking it over, but. Uh, okay, I guess I guess that the biggest thing was the thing that I was saying before is they just seem too disconnected from the real world mm-hmm. in such uh-huh. a short time. And I, I mean, how long has it been? Maybe a two, two years, and a half years, yeah, years. two years. And they uh-huh. seem like well, twenty, it seems like it was almost thirty weird, years. Weird people were were attracted there anyway. Yeah, possibly. It almost seems like they maybe. But I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I think, um, I think, I, I can see where you're saying, or I agree with you in that. I'm looking at more from the from the side of Rick's people. Mm-hmm. They're off, like they're awfully trusting of this crowd. All of a sudden, um, you know, there's 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 not a lot there to give you faith that these people are going to come through for you. But yet you're pretty much throwing in with them and saying you'll take care of it. Well, I think, you know, um, partially the same argument can be made about the kingdom. Like, why are they following uh-huh. a, a person that thinks he's king after uh-huh. a couple of years, you know? Um, but they also see a society that is, is a well-adjusted right. society, a society that's working together. Yep. It's more like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I don't know. These people are weird. Yeah, these people are weird, and they're living in a trash heap. Uh, whereas, like, uh-huh. the kingdom's like, yeah, it's it, it seems like a place, well, you know what? I'll believe he's king if I can be part of that. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I'll believe... He may be a kook, but he's got it going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know if I'll believe... He's making in, the trains uh, run on time. Crazy... Jadis. Uh, Jadis, if, if I get to live under a trash heap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might be moving this on from that one. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, I would certainly be showing more of a... Um, I don't want to say reluctance, but a a understanding that these people may not come through for us. Yeah. You know, we need to be looking at, we need to be thinking, okay, we got this avenue. If this works out, wonderful. But what are we going to do otherwise? You know, instead, they are, they're all talking about throwing all their chips in behind behind the, the, the garbage dump kids. Mm-hmm. Who are in and, turn saying, okay, sure, we'll do, we'll, yeah, we'll do that if you yeah, give us a bunch of guns. And, bring it to us, yeah, we'll do sure. it. sure. Which yeah, that was just a little. It was a little odd. No, you're right. You're right. But we'll see what happens there. It's it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. My my miss is uh, one I think we've all agreed on already. Is for God's sakes, someone please let Rosita go out and get herself killed. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, stop trying to talk her to stay into the group. Just let her go. Let her Agreed. go. Tara, Tara, shut up. She wants to go get guns. Let her go get guns. Tara should take her out or Sasha. Actually, you know what would be best if it is Morgan kills her. <laughs> He's like, even I could not stand that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she was awesome. too much, man. She pushed me over the edge. More than I don't anybody even like to else. kill people. But I had to kill her. All right. Well, we have a little bit of listener feedback. You guys make sure you write in if you want us to talk about your comments on air. Um, we read from Facebook and from Twitter. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, Ryan the Lion wrote in on Twitter and actually said, 
I don't think I would uh, be so quick to trust them, which, hey. The junkyard dogs. Junkyard dogs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Agreed. And uh, David Valentin said uh, the junkyard people were too comic book. Tired of the kingdom playing nice to the saviors who increasingly are getting more violent. And Rosita, I am real. I am ready to go for her to go. Unpredictable. Rick needs disciplined individuals in order to win. Okay, so we're we getting agree agreement from people. Yeah, everybody's everybody's yep. agreeing on that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for writing in, guys. Got any uh, news for us, Kim? I do, just a little bit. We have some more updates about the um, total viewership for the season mid-season premiere that happened a couple weeks ago. So I reported that we had 12 million viewers. Well, once they once the networks added in the three days after the premiere, it skyrocketed to 15.9 million viewers. So those wow. are people who watched it on DVR or online mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So that's a significant increase. So that means that actually the viewer numbers are increasing for the entire season. So the first half of the season, those numbers were really, really low, and they were getting a little bit concerned because they were hovering around 12 million people. And now it seems that people are coming back. So, Devil's advocate, though. What? Do they normally put those viewers in, the DVR viewers? like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do nowadays. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, well, that's good. That's good. I'd be real interested to see what this week's does. Yeah, well, I'm interested to know why people are coming back. Are they missing it that much? They they got so upset with the whole Negan premiere mm-hmm. that it turned them off. And then they were like, I can't stand it. I have to see what's happening. And they came yeah, I back. Think, I think that's part of it. I mean, I think they came back to last week's episode and didn't get depressed. Mm-hmm. They've been on so many episodes through the first half of the season that they're... People are kind of like, all right, I'm ready to give it a try again. I mean, and I yeah, think whole, this, this week's will only do more to, to prop that up. I think the whole second half of the season is like showing some sort of hope yeah. to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Whereas the whole first part was like, they're, they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Except right. for the last episode before uh-huh. Christmas, which was yeah. Heart Still Beating. With Spencer. Yeah. Getting yeah. gutted. Yeah, exactly. We got rid of Spencer. Maybe that was what it was. <laughs> no, but I mean, the the whole title was saying yeah. that was was that the heart's still beating. There's still hope. Yeah, they're not true. dead. Like well, the, it ended. The, it ended with everybody getting fired up and saying, "Okay, we're going back. Now it's time to build. It's built right. towards retaliation." The entire so, first part of this season seven was beating them down to submission taking every option away from them. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode was like, there's still going to be something else. And like, you know, Rosita, Rosita actually, her standing up to Negan was a, a powerful moment because it was like, mm-hmm. yes, someone's actually doing something. I mean, even though True. like we're like in the last two episodes, we're like, screw Rosita, she's a bitch. That last episode, she actually stood up and tried to do something, yeah, which she everybody, fucked she fucked up. Completely fucked up, but everybody wanted her to do that. That's true. Everybody That's wanted point. somebody to do it. Yeah, right. And then right. It, he, she shot the fucking bat, and you're like, "Come on, <laughs> really?" <laughs> I just, I still, I still contend that it was great to finally see Negan's real face. Oh yeah, because yeah. he, he got scared. He got yeah. scared. Um, now I, you, and, just and you know, one fucking thing. Shot. <laughs> 
We, I think one thing, you know, as much as we bitched and moaned about the first half of the season, it's like anything. If this thing, if this season were to end really strong on a really positive note, we would forget all that. Yeah. And we would look back at this as being a great season. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't so know. they still have a chance to do that. I don't know necessarily you look back and you say, oh, I'm, we, I forget that. I, I would look back and be like, man, they truly screwed with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made for an, a more impressive storyline. It did. I, I will say this, though. I do think that they may have um, learned their lesson about maybe pushing yeah, the how, violence. How far, far they went. How oh, far I they totally went. agree yeah. with that. I think, I think the story was always there. At least I hope they did. But I, I think the story was always there. It was how far they got graphically that went right. too far. I think, yeah. um, you know, kind of tearing your heart out over the people that were offed, the people that were killed. Um mm-hmm was the powerful part of it. How they showed it graphically was probably where they, they went over the line. And maybe they took away a little bit of the of the uh, horror of having losing those characters, too, by going so far. It, it made people, I think, focused on, on some of the stuff that How was not story-related. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. And, and it was a mistake. Yep. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. But it's All right. good news. Um, the next little bit of news is something that I posted on our Facebook page a couple days ago. Um, and that is that Stephen King and JJ Abrams are teaming up to, to produce, um, the new Castle Rock show that's going to be on Hulu. There's 10 episodes that they've greenlighted and Castle Rock is going, is based on the fact that the majority of Stephen King's uh, books are based in the fictional city of Castle Rock, Maine. This show oh, okay. is going to bring all of those this stories is, together. This is a Kim and Scott related story that I have no idea what this you guys is are like talking about. Kim Castle and Scott's Rock. wet dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Castle Castle Rock. The last Castle Rock story was a book called Needful Things. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard of and that. Before that, Castle Rock was was his fictional town that was kind of the center of everything um, that went on in Stephen King's novels. So this series, and he said he was never bringing Castle Rock back. Right. And, but now what, what they're doing, evidently, there's very little information out there about this. But evidently they're pulling together a lot of the characters from his different stories and pulling them through Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, Castle Rock, Maine, the town. And from what i was able to gather and i could this could be wrong but from what i was able to gather it's almost like how they've handled um true detective or uh fargo in that um each season will feature new characters and new actors oh really okay so it won't be each episode or anything you're going to have to right, you're going right. to see you'll stories go through a whole season yeah. yeah you'll go through a whole season with the same characters mm-hmm. with other characters jumping in and out I mean, right. he said that they'll be interspersing different other characters from his other books within this thing. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. A cool vehicle. Um, you know, you can't can't be unhappy with anything J.J. Abrams does. And uh, But, of course, there's very little information. I have no idea who's in it and all. But it's already started production, evidently. Well, here's the official 
word on what it's going to be about. A psychological horror series set in the Stephen King multiverse, Castle Rock combines the mythological scale and intimate character storytelling of King's best-loved works, weaving an epic saga of darkness and light played out on a few square miles of Maine woodland. So, very vague, but it's actually really exciting for Stephen King people. And so the creators are going to be there, Sam Shaw and Dustin Thomason, and then they're going to be producing alongside J.J. Abrams, Ben Stevenson, and Liz Glotzer. So, yeah, I mean, they've tried doing this before with, um, what's the story you just mentioned? Um, Needful Things, right? Wasn't Uh there a TV show about Needful Things? And it was kind of based Um, on the same... No, they tried. They were going to make it, but it never happened. Actually, right. needful things. I don't think. Oh I thought no, it lasted I'm sorry. for one no, no, no. season. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Max yeah. Van Salado played yeah. uh, the creepy guy. Right. Yeah, right. yeah you're right. It, but it no, didn't it was go actually anywhere. a movie. It was a movie. But it was on TV, right? It was like a TV movie. Mm, maybe. Okay. Well, it but didn't anyway. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It was not very uh, right. good. Like obviously, it was very successful. Like a lot of Stephen <laughs> King TV shows. It oh, Ed Harris was on that again. Was that he? was an Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris was in oh, that. Because he also. was the bad guy, right? No, no, he was the guy that owned the boat. He was the main character. Oh, cool. Is, is this one going to have an anteater in it? An anteater like Kingdom Hospital? Yes. No, I doubt it. No. Of course, we don't know. <laughs> it could. We still have no idea what was going on in Kingdom Hospital. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I still Did like that, that one. Did that have anything to do with the book? Andrew McCarthy was in it, so that was awesome. Who the hell knows what that had to do with? Okay. It did have a little bit to do with the book. It, it had a lot to, it had yeah, the a lot to do was with, in the book. It had a lot to do with the acid trip that Stephen King was on at the time when okay. he made that. For I think that was after he got hit by that van. Yes, it was. Yeah. And almost died. <laughs> way back when. Yeah. So anyways, that's going to be on Hulu. Ten episodes. So stay tuned for when it's going to happen. We have no idea. We don't, we don't know when know. the premiere we're date excited. is. we're excited. We are super excited. So <laughs> I'm sure that Scott and I will talk about that again. Maybe yes, we could cover you'll... that one. <gasps> Let's oh, cover that show. On it. Oh. On it. Yes. Yes, we will be covering that show. Sorry, Stuart. We're dragging you along. No, no, yeah, that's that's fine. I'm, I'm up for it. That's okay, good. good. Very cool. All right, so is that all the news we have? That is, yes. Yeah. Next week, we'll be reviewing Season 7, Episode 11, Hostiles and Calamities. Eugene unwillingly begins to work for Negan and the Saviors at the Sanctuary. Meanwhile, Dwight Hmm. pays a visit to a place from his past. Hmm. Yeah, Dwight, you know, he's he's reaching out. He's getting away from all that. You think Dwight's going to start breaking away? Of course, yeah. He, he didn't want to be a part of it at all. I don't know, Ben. I think that's a, I don't the the biggest downfall for Negan is going to be the fact that he cannot control all these people. Yeah, right. It's Agreed. going to be he's going to it's going to be eaten from within. And I think um, you know he's the uh, Dwight is just the first symbol of that kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I concur. I think Dwight will eventually do it. Either that, or they'll just open an episode with someone shooting Negan in the head, and the whole thing will be over with. Yeah, yeah. No. Hopefully, it's Carl. <laughs> Never Carl happened. gets a chance again. But uh, Scott said that from the start. It was like, how does he control all these people? I mean, come on. He had to be in that situation so many times where he was like a Rosina, second away from someone dying. puts a gun in his face. Yeah. I mean, 
it, it, it just can't. <laughs> you just can't have done that. Mm-mm. You can't screw with everybody around you yep. and not have someone just say, "Oh fuck it, I'm going to kill him anyway." I know. Well, plenty of dictators it. have done it though. True. No, I don't. Not quite that. Not quite like that. I mean, they weren't constantly berating people around them all the time. Oh, you know, Hitler, they kept people around Hitler. them that, that were loyal to them. Um, <laughs> he keeps people around. Yeah, but he keeps people around him that that, that their loyalty may be somewhat questionable. Yeah. That's this true. is very true. Yeah. They're doing it for survival, not mm-hmm. any other really reason. Hitler had his Himmlers. Yeah. That's true. Dwight does not really follow what he's doing. They're they're in submission to, to yep. follow him and that's about it that's and right. so yeah that, I think that was the big setup is you know he and that was where Daryl never broke and Dwight uh-huh. appreciated it Dwight he you know he wanted him to break in a way but at the same time it was like when he saw that easy street I think didn't he didn't him. want him to break I think he didn't want him to break I think he he tried everything to make him break but I don't I think he would have well, been disappointed I, when he I broke mean. I think yeah. that's what I mean yeah Thanks for listening to the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcast site. And you can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. Or you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that in. (laughs) But (laughs) Scott's head just blew up. (laughs) Head pads went flying. Oh, oh, oh! (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Mama Cedar. That was good.